Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <sighs> <laughs> Welcome well, to the- <laughs> No, we gotta start again. <laughs> Canceled. I was not ready. <laughs> You're never ready. gonna be ready for me, alright? <laughs> I can't tell if that's like an orgasm sound or if, the, if that's like when you ate like a really hot pizza roll. Yes, and, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, it's probably both. Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest <laughs> where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, identity, culture, yeah. what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the fucking kitchen because we're cooking, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm Tommy Teeps Pico, an indigenous American poet, editor, and perennial member of the Rhythm Nation. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm Fran. I'm a writer, editor, and pretty much the Marina Abramovich of slutty bathroom selfies. <laughs> True. Ugh, I just vomited in my mouth. I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. My preferred lube is extra virgin olive oil, and I come uh, Alfredo sauce. Ew! <laughs> ew! Ew! Okay. Alfredo! <laughs> Joni! I just wow. threw up in my mouth a little. Wow. But here to bring it back, I'm just going to say very simply that I am Dennis Norris II, <laughs> and I'm a reader, writer, and former figure skater, and Vera Wang recently told me that she liked my hair. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Pepperoni! <laughs> Speaking of pepperonis, who's going to tell us what we got on the menu today? I got it. Um, This week, we pass the point of no return. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Canceled. Canceled. Okay, Fergie singing the national anthem. We, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we make like Ilyana and fix your life. We introduce you to Dennis and his own Sasha Fierce. Don't worry, she talks about figure skating just as much. <laughs> and finally, we end the show with our one scrumptious, last delicious, very secret bite. Yeah. <laughs> nom, nom, yes. nom, take it away. Yeah. Nom, 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 thoughts. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, riled up. We're going to start the top of this show the way any good top should by giving you a little tease, our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse your booshes this week, we're going to play a little game wherein we get to, you get to know us a little bit better and we get to clown on each other. Yes. <laughs> so... Each of us sent the first five albums we ever owned to producer Alex without showing each other. She compiled them in a document, and now uh, we're going to go through them and figure out who owned who first. (laughs) (laughs) First up on our list of albums is Sweet Kisses by Jessica Simpson. This. It's ge- it's obviously the whitest person in the podcast, which is Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> Absolutely, Dennis. Yeah, let's be honest. That was low hanging fruit. Not only did I own that album and love that album in my head, I choreographed a figure skating routine to every oh, single song on that God. album. Every single oh. one. 
Things you should not admit <laughs> in public. It's fine. I have no shame. It is Olympic season. Next up is Love Angel Music Baby by Gwen Stefani. I think that has Fran. to be Fran it's just Fran. because of, of of the youth. True fans of the show now. <laughs> I mean, literally, Truly. because because one of my first albums after the first three was a No Doubt album, but just mm-hmm. the fact that it's Gwen Stefani and not, and not No, no Doubt. doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And like, minus all the horrible cultural culture over- that happened, it was a brilliant I album. I loved that song, <laughs> Luxurious. It was That song was so good, but then oh. the video was like, she was like, um in like Day of the Dead, like Frida shit and like hitting a pinata, and I was like, no, 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 Gwen. You just, you can't do right, can you? <laughs> Like you go, you go halfway, and then you go wrong again. <laughs> uh, Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Teebs. That's gonna Amazing. be Teebs. That's Teebs. No, no way. Yes, I am a part of the Rhythm Nation. Thank you. <laughs> it was. Oh, I made the best joke I've ever made in my entire life on Twitter when I was like, the next time somebody asks me what's what's my nationality, I'm gonna say I'm part of the Rhythm Nation. <laughs> uh, MC Hammer. Uh, please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Uh, that's definitely Joe because that that's because the title. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. That has to be Joe. Joe says that like right when the Grinder hookup comes over. I, I used I used to I used to do too legit to quit in my living room. Of course by you did. Oh, did you have the choreography pants? and all? Did you have the pants? I, I begged my parents to buy me hammer pants, did. but they were too poor to do it. No, no. <laughs> I never got Thank hammer God pants. They had the sense to say no. <laughs> MC Hammer, great Whatever music to fuck to. Wow. <laughs> great music to fuck to. <laughs> to this day. To this day. <laughs> Thoughts out there who have fucked me can verify. Okay. Tweet about it. Let's just calm down now. <laughs> the next album is Phantom of the Opera original recording. Also I, great music to fuck to. <laughs> I, I feel like are these... Past I'm, the point of no return. <laughs> just getting plowed. Best, best I think... Did I think, Joe just out himself? I think it's Dennis. Was it? I would... My first guess was Dennis, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> it was me! Oh it my god! That wow. is out of left me. fucking field. Wait, it's you too? Did we both? Oh, Holy my God. shit! Trick question! <laughs> Whoa, it's both of that you. That makes a lot. Oh, <gasps> yes. my God. Oh, my God. Alex. Wow. I'm in best wow. ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am now going to drink myself into a stupor. <laughs> That's Did you also do a, a choreographed ice, like, in figure skating routines in your head to this one as well, or no? Sweetheart, I, I did... Figure skating routines in my socks on my hardwood floor to this one okay. in the living room. I pushed aside the furniture and I did my own little triple lutzes. And can I tell a very, very embarrassing, very quick story? Absolutely. Um, my mom loved movies, but we were literally too poor to go to the movie theater. So she used to volunteer at an art movie theater about a half an hour from our house. It was an old theater house and they had an old pipe organ built into the theater. Oh, no. And <gasps> I, I grew up playing the piano and I that was sometimes asked to play the organ before the show and I would always do the song from the band of the opera. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the organ in the movie theater. Gay, gay, gay. You, gay, you gay. stretch secondhand embarrassment for you right now. You out-gay yourself every single wow. time. And every Here's the thing. Time. You don't have to drag Joe because Joe, Joe drags, drags himself. Truly a one-stop shop. Pisces <laughs> as fuck. Um, yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I stand by it, though. It's it's great. And by great, I mean no. awful, but also really great fun no. music. Lovable no. monsters. It's so lovable monsters. Yeah. No. Next up, we've got Believe by Cher. Fran, 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 Fran. It was not me. <gasps> no. It was Tommy. It was Tommy, wasn't it? Then it has to be Dennis. Dennis? It was me. It was Dennis. Dennis. Oh, my God. 
God, I um, thought that was such, I thought that was the most obvious one. I, yeah, so me too. I, that's actually part of why I put it in there. But what I will say is that that song, Believe, came out, and then I went and got the album. And I was, one. I, I absolutely thought that Cher was a man until I bought the album and saw her picture. And I was like, oh. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Because I, the thing is, I wasn't really allowed to listen to secular music until right around that time. Like, and I was a really obedient kid, so I just, like, really didn't listen to secular music. And then in middle school, I, like, made friends and started hearing all this stuff. So I, my eyes were opened. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is, well, anyways, common misconception. I did not grow to love Cher until um, my, my, in my adulthood. Gotcha. After watching Moonstruck. Fun fact. This will be on this will be on the trivia page. Yes. <laughs> um, on our on our thought food for thought dot wikia dot com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I we sh- we need Wikipedia's by the way. We I do mean, need a Wikipedia. Obviously. This thoughts is a side note. Somebody <laughs> out there, of thoughts out there. Yeah. We're not allowed to do it ourselves. Yeah. You have to do it for us. Somebody I mean, out there in a, in in podcast land, please <laughs> get on our Wikipedia. And pages. if not you do it, I will do it. In, under, in <laughs> Even if you do it, Fran will do it and correct it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, have edits. I'll have edits. <laughs> Next up, we've got Elephunk by Black. Eyed peas. I'm yep, gonna say Fran. I think it's Fran think again, it's Fran. just because of time. Generationally, it has to be Fran. I love that fucking album. No, right. no, no, no. It was me. Don't fuck with my heart. Oh my god. That <laughs> song. Yeah. It was Wait, me. everybody, you probably couldn't tell this out there in podcast land, but the only person who kept saying, it's Tommy. It's Tommy. It's Fran. <laughs> 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 For obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Misdirection. Oh Next up, we've got Ace of Base, The Sign. <laughs> That's got to be Tommy. It's That's gotta definitely be Tommy. Joe. It's, it's got to be Tommy. Definitely Joe. I'm leaning towards Joe. <laughs> I think it's Joe. It's Joe. <laughs> it's Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe. I sang that song in church. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tommy. I sang that song in church because... Um, Wait, why? Because it was like... It was, I was really into Sister Act, and so I was incorporating, <laughs> yes. I was incorporating secular music were. into like church music, and it was like, oh, I saw the sign, like, I found God. And they were like, I okay, we'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got somebody without a ton of musical integrity, <laughs> and that is uh, Lindsay Lohan's "Speak." <laughs> it's it's got to be Dennis. It's, it's absolutely d- it's me. <laughs> I did own that album, Fran. I'm with you. It, it was one of the first albums I owned because I quote had a huge crush on her. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! And I will also say that I bought her second album as well, a little more personal in parentheses, raw. I and know. on that album, she does a cover of a Stevie Nicks song. Which is amazing. Which it's one? Just like a wet winged Edge of 17. Yeah. Yes, it's so amazing. I always thought she was like a decent singer. Oh my God. Decent. <laughs> decent. I think the auto tuning was re- done really well. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there you go. But she wasn't I, the worst. I won a Grammy for singing. audio production. Wait, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just I Do you see I was dead here? Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God, are you kidding we me? We would all believe that. I love that rumor song, though. I, 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 I love that. Rumor stuff. Yeah, oh, it's mm-hmm. fine. She's amazing. Yeah. I can probably sing most of the songs word for word still to this day. I love you for that. That was so a good, good one. Yeah. And our final album on this chart is Mariah Carey's Mariah Carey. Oh, Dennis. 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 So it's actually not me. Wow. But I love. But I stand so hard it's for that album. album. It has to be Tommy. So for it. I think it's Tommy. Yeah. It's, it's Tommy. It's Tommy. It's Tommy. Those are my so. Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, Madonna, Mariah Carey were like 
all I, and and Whitney Houston, all I listened to. It was like wow. the five yeah. of them, but they were like in in that transition point in between like the late eighties, early nineties. Like mm-hmm. they were it. They were it. Those yeah. were, they were the five all people. of it. Yeah, yeah. they were everything. Mm. They are everything. similarly Michelle Branch and Lindsay Lohan was all that I <laughs> listened to. I'm so glad I was born in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so you know glad. What? You're you're missing out. 2004. Man. I was still technically alive uh, in 2004. Were you? I, mean, I don't Michelle even know if you're Branch, alive now. Avril Levine. I was, you know, I did get to learn a lot, and I hope you got to learn a lot too. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much for playing. Um, Thank you. For our next segment, it's time for you to get out your coin purses. Yes, because it's time for penny for your thoughts, benches. This is our advice column where you send us questions and we give you answers. The best answers. No, the, the no, answers you need. They can't be the best answers. We're deeply they are. unqualified. <laughs> for entertainment purposes and, only. And that's <laughs> what makes them so great. <laughs> so, we have one from our Instagram DMs. Um, Hey, thoughts. I'm in my mid-20s, and about six months ago, I discovered I was the only one of my friends who was only pretending to like butt stuff. Since then, I've decided I'm not doing things I don't want to just to be what I've been told to as as a gay man should be. The problem is that if I tell a guy up front that he isn't having penetrative sex with me, he disappears into the night. Would it be shitty of me to just leave that out knowing that the expectation is there? Are they entitled to know the plans I have for my asshole upon meeting me? Prodigy expert Teebs. Okay, here, here's what I'm going to say about this. If somebody is going to disappear into the night based on something, yes. by you stating something that you really want, then that's a Shitty that's a way person. for you to X out pers- people from your life. Shitty person. You don't got to be there for that person if they ain't going to yes. be there for you. So, you know, well, I mean, I don't know. It's I always feel like I'm, 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 I have these two options, which is like play the game or like don't play the game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and one of them involves artifice and one of them involves a lot of intention. And I don't know, I guess it depends on how you feel that day because at what point in the night do you discuss what it is that you're going to do sexually with somebody? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, just don't. in general, exactly. when, 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 you, when you say like, yeah. hi, what's going on? I'm Tommy. Um, I will not fuck you. I don't think I want to get fucked by you either, <laughs> but it'd be cool if I could blow you for 20 minutes and then you go to bed and I go 20 home. minutes, 12 minute tops. I love sucking dick and I'm so good at it. And I just feel like, you know, when you talk about how, um, when you, when you cook, that gives you peace of mind. Yeah. 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 You know, when I give brain, I get peace of mind. Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy told my mom that he could suck the color out of a marble. Okay, just hate. so we're clear. I told this to a crowd of people that included your mother. I wasn't like, hello, Mrs. Joe. I could suck the color out of hello, a marble. Hello, Mrs. Joe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Tommy, that the person who walks out is not going to be the person you need to spend any time with anyways. And one, you are not the only person who does not like penetrative sex in the world. You are you are far from it. There are so many people out there like you that don't enjoy penetrative sex, and you can find the person out there for you. But it I is have, kind of like a, a love that dare not speak its <clears> name. True. <laughs> and because you are because the uh, because of that, because you might there might be fewer of you. That might mean that you'll have to go through a lot of shitheads before you find someone that's more worth your time. But maybe that means finding more regular partners that like like the things that you like. Or and, figuring out how you can compromise or figure out you can give and take without giving penetrative sex, without doing anything you don't want to. Figure out how you can make them happy. Um, and make yourself how, happy. Exactly. Yeah. How, you're how that exchange to works. Want what you want. Exactly. What you want, and yeah. you're no matter at any time in any sexual relationship both are making sacrifices of some kind at different kinds of moments mm-hmm. so Absolutely. um that's how that works yeah 
I well, okay, controversial answer. Uh oh. <clears throat> but point A. You absolutely are the only person who has ownership of your body and your butthole at all times. No one else has the right to tell you like what they expect or or have demands of you mm-hmm. if you don't want to be involved with that in your body. So that is always 100% like okay. And anything that feels different to me gets into a territory that I don't like going into. So I'm always going to affirm that I'm for hearing someone. I'm hearing coming on. That said... <laughs> That said, when it comes to whether or not you reveal that to someone um, early on, like, on the one hand, that's a really transparent thing. And then, yeah, like, like people were saying, like, then you don't need to spend time with that person if they're going to walk away. But on the other hand, um, if you choose not to reveal that, like, at the beginning of the night and you just have a great date and you have a good time, um, you have every opportunity to, like, afford yourself that experience. And that's okay, too. And then to stop it whenever you want to. Because no one should necessarily be going into anything expecting that they're definitely going to fuck anyway. Because you can always say no. And the other thing is that, um, like, it is possible, it's plausible that you might find yourself in a situation and in that moment and end up feeling it. So then you might, mm. you might just, you mean like you go on along with it and then you're like, actually, maybe I do want to yeah. get something in my no. Actually, yeah. maybe I do want to, or maybe I want to put something the in. Like or... people, like we try things and they're not always planned. Sometimes it happens spontaneously. I mean, this is a little bit different because I, right. we all know that I love butt sex, but like I never slept with someone on the right. first date and, before and until that means, recently. And, and that doesn't mean like guilt yourself or pressure yourself yeah. into it. That means for the same reasons that I might be comfortable being a bottom, but less comfortable being a top doesn't mean that I should never top. It, right, right, it means right. that I should try things that if I feel like I can try them. But yeah. I, I like you don't, sorry. I was just going to say, you don't have to have any rules in this other than the fact that you have ownership over your body at all times. And so mm-hmm. at any point, whatever's happening, you have the right to stop it and say no. And no one should be like, ha- no one should have a problem. No yeah. partner should have a problem with that. I find with, with, with what Fran was saying that I find most able to expand my notion of what I can and can't do and will and won't do with partners that I really trust. Exactly. So I would yeah. tell this person definitely, like, be, yeah, be, you know, be, you can be open to, like, exploring the opportunity of enjoying your butthole at some time. But, like, that is most likely going to happen not on a first date. It's yeah. actually most likely going to happen with someone that you've done a shit ton of fraudage with and you found <laughs> out isn't a shithole and rejects you for, like, your proclivities or whatever and then like you have trust with them and then you can you know maybe try to expand on what you do or if you're joe on the first date you just have all of the emotional baggage (laughs) and it's just there and you can do and and the literal baggage the suitcase is perfect he's in the ignition of the (laughs) u-haul he's ready to go Yes. yes All of the baggage, physical and emotional. Boys to men is playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I hate all of you. Bye, 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 bye. All right, we have one more. We have one more. My boyfriend and I have have had some issues lately, most of which I won't get into, but we've been working on communicating our needs and emotions more thoughtfully and compassionately. Mm. The problem I need help with, though, is the lack of sex drive I have for him. I just Mm. don't want to have sex with him. Oh, baby. With him. And I'm wondering if that's something wrong with us or if that's something wrong with me. Any thoughts? Well, there's a critical point of information that's being left out of this, which is, does he want to have sex with somebody else? Yeah. Because he he said he just didn't want to have sex with this person, but Mm -hmm. didn't say that, but like, you know, I get it up for, I don't know, Sean Penn or whoever. Whatever. Sean Penn? I don't know. Tell me, he's just out yourself as a Sean Penn luster. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All I'm saying is that like, I would need that piece of information if I were to answer this question. Honestly, I'd have been in the same situation 
where um, I've considered myself as a person who has a low sex drive, but then and then I'm then I meet somebody new and I'm like, oh my god, no, I actually want to have sex all the time. It was just yeah, that like yeah. I didn't want to have sex with, with the people that I was person. Having, yeah, yeah, with the yeah, people yeah. before. So yeah. I mean, who knows? It could it could it could be. Is this something that you continually experience with other people? Yeah. I mean, this. I was to say if I was to call it, I would say this person sounds kind of young. In the sense that, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like they've had that many relationships or something, because that's yeah. something that you could that you could base past precedent on. It's like, well, you know, I'm fine, but then when I get into a relationship, my sex drive kind of goes down, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys Just, think? I no, I think you're 100 percent right. I think that um, without that that question answered, it's like kind of hard to give advice. But I think that um, first, there's nothing. It's not. I don't feel like it's ever anything wrong with you, unless unless you know enough to know that this is really out of character for you and then mm. there might be something that's like causing it like if you're just under a lot of stress or like different things like that can obviously affect libido but given the context of what is in the question it sort of to me sounds like it may just be a problem with the relationship like if you guys are having to work through all of these things so that you can communi- communicate together and what many of us would consider to, to be the most intimate form of like physical communication is becoming a problem mm. it may just be that we're still working towards solving a relationship that that will only be solved when it's over well mm. and which may sound harsh but i i, I mean it also kind of depends on how important sex is to you in, in the context of a relationship yeah, yeah. I will, exactly i actually I, I, go ahead i was just gonna say and very quickly and <clears throat> stimuli outside of the relationship are you mm. mentally okay is there anything else yeah. going on in your life that might be causing you to have a low sex drive because yeah. there are a lot of different things that can cause that and so i actually this is joe i've been in relationships where well i tend to be so i'm a weirdo wherein uh-huh. when i get in a relationship my sex drive goes up for the person like not i'd never get like bored and like stop wanting to have sex and often i date people who sort of are like oh well you know once a week is kind of fine and that is not really that fine for me so i'm used to being on the other end of the spectrum once a week if um, you're lucky and <laughs> i do think that sex drive differences can make people incompatible because mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. is the person who has um, higher sex drive ends up feeling sort of co- consistently rejected mm. uh, and that's not a good place to feel in a relationship and then the other uh, person who has lower sex drive feels consistently like they're letting their partner down. Are you like a gotta um, get it in every day kind of person? I like to come with my partner every day. I don't want to have necessarily butt sex every day. I like butt sex a few times a week Like, but coming every day is amazing and what? just like <laughs> moments of connection but I do think that as someone who has a very high sex drive particularly in relationships that you have to be patient because sometimes yeah. people get farty. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're farty, you don't just want to. Why like, are you not making bottom. eye contact with me when you say that? <laughs> but like, but like, you don't feel sexy. And sometimes people go through weeks and months where they, um, you know, might be suffering with seasonal affective disorder or a little bit of depression. They it's don't feel me. Sexy. I'm farty. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, like, I texted the group chat and I was like, I just realized that I haven't masturbated in two and a half weeks. Right. And they were so like, I, What? So like, there's a difference Literally between being patient with patient with a partner as they're going through moments, and then like deep incompatibility about the role sex has in a relationship or the role sex has in your individual lives. Yeah. Yeah. Very real. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy. And in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care. 
and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards healthcare and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner, hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Katie Lowe's here. You might know me as Quinn Perkins on Scandal. I'm also the host of Katie's Crib, a podcast about all things parenthood. Katie's Crib is back with new episodes every Thursday. We have got such an awesome lineup of guests. Michelle Buteau on having twins, Katerina Scorsone on raising three children, Kat McPhee Foster on being a new mom. We'll be covering everything from discipline to mombering. Tune in. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we always say that this episode was brought to you by Rosé, but this time it's also brought to you Mm. by Squarespace. 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 Here's the thing. Squarespace is a website where you can make more websites. And like, you know what? The world needs more websites. Really Honestly, truly. And like, we have some ideas. Like pics of Rihanna leaving the club with a wine glass got caught. <laughs> like, I would absolutely Checks love it every day. A, an important resource um, for I, This is Joe. I'm in the process of making www.idatebroadwaydancers.com oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically Sorry. the title Sorry, of your everybody. memoir. <laughs> it's I'm like, like a dating app but just for you. <laughs> just, just, for just, just for me. I'm yeah. a little bit more ambitious. I think first you have to start a bakery called, uh, a muffin bakery called Must Be Love on the Brand. And then oh you buy God. Must Be Love on the brand.com. Yes. Or my personal um, catchphrase, which is it's deeply whatever.com. Wow. <laughs> love that. Or like Shaw Day appreciation forever, all the time, in perpetuity throughout the universe. Duh, the fact that you would get it twisted it gets me in my feelings.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, done. And for me, I mean, we all know what I have affection for. So I am currently in the process of building. My very favorite website, www.babyarmdicks.com. Oh my God. Because that's Blocks. what I love. So, on that note, Squarespace. <laughs> we're so sorry, Squarespace. We're not. We were more not. than you bargained for. <laughs> Um, you can head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code THOT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Yes. Mm. Get about that. Mm. We've arrived at the meat of our discussion, the thought process spelled THOT. And from the show opening, we like to say that we like discussing, um, 
identity. So we're going to deep dive into personas in literature and pop culture and day-to-day life. Now, persona, the word, is derived from the Latin meaning literally mask. So Mm -hmm. a little mask for mask action there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, The mask that an actor puts on for a performance. Now, in writing... Persona is a character that is assumed by the author uh, in a narrative form, first person, where the I doesn't directly refer to the author themselves. Um, and in you know Greek and Latin, I is ego. So that's where we get the term alter ego, alternative mm-hmm. I. Um, in the Probably in pop culture, our biggest example is in music. So mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of divas who have alternative egos. We've got... Um, Obviously, Beyonce and Sasha Fierce, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj and the 15 people that live inside her motherfucking head. <laughs> <laughs> like all of David Bowie's everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gaga even. Gaga. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariah Carey has mm-hmm. Mimi. Mimi. Um, uh, Patti LaBelle calls hers Priscilla. And oh, as she says, Priscilla is a witch with a capital B. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in a social role, like a persona is like, you know, if you're a professional, a kind of uh, like when a doctor puts on the white coat, they're the doctor mm. now. They're, they're a persona of a doctor, not necessarily, you know, themselves that you would have coffee with or whatever. And like in a Jungian psychological discourse, uh, a persona is a facade that you put on to get yourself through a particular environment mm. or situation that doesn't necessarily reflect your like true self or whatever Mm. and um and finally like you know in the age of the internet that we're in now you know uh, there is obviously people performing a version of themselves on social media on dating apps and all that kind of stuff and i think that gives us exactly and i think that gives us you know like a a verdant garden of conversation or whatever but the first thing i want to know which is probably the most important Uh is is, do you think Beyonce's still doing Sasha Fierce? No. 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 I think she left it behind when she was rebranded after the um, self-titled album. Because yeah. I, th- I feel like yeah. I saw... I think it was that, that album kind of where I saw Sasha die. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I have a question, though. I think that Sasha died in the construction of the music. But mm. one of the things that Beyonce talked about in needing Sasha Fierce was how she's a very shy person, IRL. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. actually getting up on a stage to perform mm-hmm. required a persona. So yeah. I feel like Sasha Fierce died in the making of the music and you get actual Beyonce, which is much more mm-hmm. intimate and close uh, and it's much more tied to her real life. But mm-hmm. I, I feel, I imagine that shy Beyonce still needs to put on Sasha Fierce to get on a stage in front yeah, of her. Yeah, I, I have feel, the exact yeah. same theory. I feel like Beyonce is like, what is like a shy Virgo and like is so is so calculating and internal and like Sasha Fierce is like a Scorpio. Yeah, mm. but then, then the counterpoint to that that all I will Joe versus Joe counterpoint is the wedding dress video that we talked about a few right. episodes ago where right. it was I mean that, that was, was on the on the run tour right? exactly mm. and that was so she definitely still has her moments. she has her moments and and I actually you know this might be going in too fast but. The, my favorite thing is when I see the facade crumble. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. when when someone tries so hard to put on a persona and it and it just cracks for a moment and there's that little bit of vulnerability and humility and humanity that comes through. It's just mm. such a gorgeous moment. Well, to there's me. a thing that that she needed in order to get on. Like she said, she's a shy person. Needed to get on stage. She needed to have a veneer of complete and utter unfuckwithable strength. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And like that is like that. Unfuckwithable. But that's like a that's like a that's like a. Uh, 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 in a sequence of events, that's like number three, you know, mm-hmm. when we're trying to get to five and five right. being integrating that personality Ooh. with 
her mm-hmm. like like not having the distinction be so um Hard. apparent yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot finer and so because it's finer it gets more articulate right mm-hmm. so, so it, like it, it wraps around her a little bit you see her curves a little bit more do you think mm-hmm. that means she becomes more unfuckwithable in real life she becomes less shy in real life i think that there's a certain i think she was able to take her real her real self and transmogrify it into wow. the thing we saw in the sorry music video mm-hmm. or the the person we see when um you know she's like breaking cars with a baseball bat mm-hmm. like i think that there mm-hmm. there's something about that that feels like i could be like oh that's sasha fierce but in reality it's it's really beyonce yeah the anger yeah. is beyonce yeah. is because yeah. I, I think what happened was I and mean, when i when i started thinking about di- is sasha in you know the visual album there is a, there is something about like Sasha that I imagine is like very strong, but mm. also not very particular to Beyonce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's right. <clears throat> and so when I saw thing like the visual album was the first time where I was like, this is all only something that you could make. Like mm. like with with Rihanna yeah. and Anti, I was like, only you could make this album. You know, mm-hmm. like I I could have imagined some of the other ones, like any number of other singers doing them, but it was like the visual album. I was like, this is only something that you could do. Yes. Mine is about you. XO is about you. Mm. They aren't like transcribed onto. <laughs> they aren't songs made for other pop stars that you then like folded yourself into right uh, rihanna Brand. sorry i was just gonna say rihanna is a great example of someone who i think doesn't have much of a persona Agreed. i feel yeah. like she's so consistently herself Agreed. and like in in the public eye in interviews in any sort of way she you know exerts herself publicly she just feels like she's hanging out like yeah, 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 hanging yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah, like yeah. with a joint with a joint and like sitting on the couch and and, and, like, and one of the incredible things about that is like her body has changed over time yeah and it, it, she yeah. seems to not give any fucks about it like yeah. you know people will she be shouldn't. posting these things like oh rihanna's thick now or whatever and her response is just like silent <laughs> like, it's, like, right. it's, it's like, like why is it and, yeah and anyone else would like melt down because it's so hard she She's i will unbothered. say she does incredibly well at living in the public eye which mm, is ironic yeah. mm. because one would imagine that one would have to have a persona for that that mm. one would have to dissociate from all the criticism. And but, yet... But she's a great example of how persona isn't necessary. It, it right. is an amazing tool, and I believe yeah. in it. But yeah, it's it's amazing how much she's able to get by just being well, herself. And she, it might just mean that maybe she's not shy. Right. right. Yeah. You know? That she, said, anti yeah. was a crumbling of some sort. Because it, it really felt more like her than it did feel like the high, highly produced version of herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But that's have, like, that's another like funny thing that I want to talk about is like when you, at the in the intro, you talked about like the discrepancy of like what you put out there versus like your real self. And mm-hmm. I think there's a big question as to like, what does it mean to actually be your real self is that, like, is, there, yeah. is, that, is that is that a thing yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is what like authentic what is what is an What's authentic self yeah. is that is that real and then is, does it have to be reflected in your art for your art mm-hmm. to be authentic like yeah. yeah do you have to bleed your entire flesh onto the page for your art to be authentic or taken seriously mm-hmm. i believe and it, i think also the, there's a problem with the word real like the, mm-hmm. i don't believe in like anything you know natural that's like so mm-hmm. i i i don't believe in like uh having like one version of yourself be this like beautiful preserved like authentic part of you like i, I think that reeks of some fucking hetero patriarchal white supremacist yeah. like um privilege exactly but i think the thing is that i maybe i don't believe in a real self but i believe in a self that where wherein you have a, most if not all of your guards down mm. do i believe that is technically your real self personally no mm. um like i and this and to turn this question out like what 
kind of person are you when you go home and visit your parents for the holidays? Mm. Oh, that's where I have oh. my some, most because, persona. Because some people, Same. for some people, that is like my family knows me best. And in, no. the, in the case of queerness, that's generally no. not true. But like, I know that even though I can't really be myself around my parents, like all of my guards are down. Interesting. Does that My mean... guards are so high up around my parents. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What kind of person are you when you guys go home? Uh, so this is this is Tommy. I it's weird because that has changed a lot mm. over the years. Mm. I did feel like, and this is something that I think happens to a lot of people when they go home, is like you feel like you revert to the self you were when you left. Same. Mm-hmm. You know, that age, whatever it was, 15, mm. 18 or whatever. And it wasn't until maybe like two years ago that I was able to go home and actually just kind of continue being the person I was in Brooklyn mm. in at home. Mm-hmm. But it was because I didn't have to like all of the things that were obscured from my parents, like my life, my job, my career, my creativity, and all that kind of stuff that they just, they didn't have a context for, or they didn't really understand, or, or, or that they um, assumed that I was just out here playing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They started to understand that I was actually a working professional, and I actually worked harder than a lot of people. And in fact, like, I was making it in an industry where n- almost nobody no does, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, they, that was the thing about them having respect for me for the right. first time. Mm-hmm. That respect was, uh, that I feel like that just allowed me the uh, a comfort to lower the walls. But in lowering the walls, it was actually like, um, in, in being more vulnerable, I guess, with them and, and, and allowing them to understand that like the person who I am in Brooklyn and the person who I am on the reservation, that that was a seamless, that that transition was more seamless mm. than not, was like, mm. I couldn't, I Baby. couldn't, yeah, it was, it, it's, a similar thing happened to me on tour. I went on mm. my first book tour in 2016 and I had to be in several different types of contexts in on yeah. several, t- mm-hmm. on buses, on trains, in towns that I didn't know anybody, in towns right. where like, I mean, th- I know the layout of New York, so I know the streets that I don't want to walk down. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I don't want people to yell faggot at me or whatever. And it like, it, t- it talks about code switching. It talks about, sa- it's like about safety. Like you sometimes have to put on a persona in order to not feel like you're going to be aggressed walking down the street. If you, especially if you don't know the geography of that place. Right. But my, 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 my initial instinct in those situations would have been to crumble into myself yeah. and try to make myself as invisible as possible. Mm-hmm. But I was going to all these towns. I didn't have fucking time. Like I had to be, I would get in at like three. I had a reading at like five. I had to check into my thing at seven and I had to go to bed, you know? So it was like my time was, was not, was, was not a precious thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, I just have to go through these worlds. And I found that like, I was able to move seamlessly through them too. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like I'm this person wherever I go now. Wow. Yeah. It's so funny. I feel like a big part of my relationship to performance and persona is that I was so incapable of doing it when I was younger. Like you said, Dennis, like I would have, God, and it wasn't even about being queer or not being queer because I didn't, feel like a queer child, but I was nerdy. I was so incapable of controlling my body, of, of performing anything. And I was like horrifically bullied, you know, for being nerdy. And I, w- I wanted more than anything to be able to act like the other boys. Like, I just want, and I couldn't do it, mm. right? So it was like, I was incapable and so the only way I could perform, and just like you were saying, Teep, is I could perform down. Like, I could perform in order to take up less space, mm. you know? And and so a big and, – and, and I kind of – I agree with you, Fran, that, like, everything is performance. Like, the Judith Butlers, the RuPaul's, like, we're born naked and everything we put on is drag. But for me, a big part of um, – 
of being an adult has been learning to take up the space that I feel like taking up. That like mm-hmm. I learned to be so differential, and the only way I could perform was down. So being an adult for me um, has been sort of coming into the confidence of like actually no if i like if i have something to say it might be a smart thing to say like if i have mm-hmm. a joke to make it might be a funny joke to make like i've doubted myself for so many years and and that like the things that people mocked me for when i was 14 are things that people find sexy when i'm 35 mm-hmm. you know and so like yeah. allowing myself to just be quote-unquote authentically me or let like my nerdiness out or these things that I'd hidden for so long um it feels like the closer I get to not having a persona the more actualized and quote-unquote happy that I am so here you're touching on an interesting point because what happens is when when we like quote naturalize ourselves or when we like lean into the things that make us who we so very much so are sometimes when the general public grows to love those things yeah. you exaggerate that yeah totally so that like and is I true. am a mean bitch on Twitter and, like, in a lot of different workplaces and, like, in the ways that I come off sometimes. But, like, I also am, like, actually a really nice person sometimes. A big and, sweetheart. <laughs> no, You heard say, it here first. Don't fucking say that, Joe. <laughs> God, don't smear oh, right Fran. with my He has I the never, biggest <laughs> heart. I've never seen anybody give other people more time yeah. as Fran. Like, yeah. I have seen you give people mm-hmm. where, like, yeah, I guess, like, to a certain extent, you might get it twisted just, like, a Fran online, but the way that you talk... Because I can be like... Or have, via email. Have you ever emailed with Fran? <laughs> yeah. Or email. Truly email. <laughs> I only email in persona. It's like, my, my email goes ding, and I see that it's from Fran, and I'm like, let me take two Klonopin before I even open it. <laughs> You're you're next, Joe. Let's talk about your Twitter. Oh my God! Right. Can we just <laughs> talk about your Twitter? All right. Here's the thing. There's no way you're actually that sad. Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Oh my God! Uh-huh. Double down. Go ahead. Double on down. He girl. says as he sits in his chair with his arms raised and his face with the biggest smile. <laughs> oh my God! You look like a dad on Thanksgiving Day watching the football game. <laughs> oh my God! That's then, Joe's dream. How dare you bring sports? And <laughs> that, that I'm sweaty and drunk I yes yes <laughs> um yeah no but i mean in all seriousness it's it's similar to what i do it's yeah. it's like i there i think there are things that we do to exaggerate ourselves and i i don't know if that it's like i still feel like that's me i feel yeah. like that's me exaggerated and i feel like there are things that i'll say online that are that might be slightly more drastic than like what i would say in person but that mm-hmm. still comes from like the basis of me so how is it not? I, I think about teams. I think about this a lot in terms of um, like yeah okay. Just because somebody's performing doesn't mean it's not real, True. Mm. right? Mm. Yeah. So I think like okay, I watch somebody like Nicki Minaj, and she's doing you know Roman Zelansky or she's doing Harajuku Barbie or something like that, and it's like it's a performance, but it's like. I don't think it's disingenuous. Right. But like, I'll watch somebody like Tyra Banks. Have you ever watched Tyra Banks give an interview? It's fucking excruciating yeah. because she is so contrived as a person. Ugh. She can never, she's like one of those people who can never like, have like be have like normal voice and have yeah. and say something straight to you. Only it's always on like, camera voice. It's always like, hmm, well, that's just you know fashion, and it's like, yeah. fuck you, Tyra Banks. Oh my <laughs> god, god. god. be a human being. Be a human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just wonder, and and getting to your question, Fran, like I just wonder when the things that made us like safe and made us be able to grow up and grow into ourselves. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like filling out a persona to sort of grow up and grow into myself, or like for you, t- Tommy, like you have teams to fill out your 
uh, like ability to perform and take up space. Like, but when does that turn against us and become a limitation? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think that one thing that can happen is if you stop, if you if you believe your hype, yeah, like you mm-hmm. believe your persona too much. Mm-hmm. And you don't reconnect with the reason why it's there in the first place. I think a lot about this George Orwell quote that um, that, that uh, once I understood it, I kind of I started to understand Sasha Fierce, and I started to understand like the necessity of of having a like a persona where he said like the job is to reconcile my ingrained likes and dislikes with the essentially mm-hmm. public non-individual activities that Mm. this age forces on all of us. It's not easy. It raises the problems of construction and language and this new way, um, and it raises in a new way the problem of truthfulness. So it's Hmm. like, how do you reconcile Mm -hmm. yourself to this audience? And I was like, well, that's fucking Beyonce. Like, that's Sasha Fierce because, like, despite her talent, despite Beyonce's talent and and, and, and performativity, Mm -hmm. inside of that is one person. You know? Like, one shy person who, like, can't really take the crowd and so it's like the so so the job is what do you have to do t- for yourself to get you up on stage yeah mm-hmm. and i think when that can turn malicious is what happens when i don't know if sometimes it's if the thing that helps you do that is like drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. right i think of amy winehouse yeah because i see her as being the same like sort of like shy vulnerable person but like in the, the one of the things that she turned to in order to create distance between her and the audience was drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. But what if the attention is the thing you become addicted to? What if oh. being addicted to attention is your real self? <laughs> <laughs> no, I say it facetiously, but uh, but yeah, but I, I I really do I I do mean that. Like what I I. I do a lot of the things I do for attention because I love the feedback. I love talking to people on the internet. Oh my God, we are so different. I know. I love all of the reception and, and that very selfishly makes me feel good. And there's a, and I also uh, as a byproduct that enjoy the art that I make and it helps other people. So it, but if I'm, if, I have to exaggerate parts of myself to make myself happy. Yeah. Does that mean it's but, uh, untrue? But I wonder if, like, that is sort of like junk food for you, and that, like, it actually what it does is preventing, like, the deeper relationships and the deeper interactions that might make you more, more like foundationally connected, and it, and it's more like an addiction to the like, the retweet, the the product that gets made that goes out into the world and makes other people happy. But like, what? Like, is that a sustainable way to make yourself happy? Is attention from people you don't know? because of your persona, a sustainable way to make yourself happy. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the because people that I meet on the internet have become some of my best friends in my entire life. Mm. And those people's first interactions were with me were with my persona. And I and I and I don't think and I think that, you know, here's the, okay. I think that the problem that I have with like discussing persona in general yeah. is because it suggests a true self and mm. it makes you think about identity as like a series of Russian dolls. Okay. And if like, if you have the, the, the big Russian doll on the outside, that is just like me on stage or me on Twitter mm-hmm. or me mm-hmm. like doing whatever on a public platform, you uncap it. Like when I get backstage and there's a smaller Russian doll that has like a few more guards down and you uncap it again. And like, it's like me at a, at a cafe somewhere and then mm-hmm. uncap it again. It's me with my girl 
girlfriends in at a slumber party. Mm-hmm. Like it suggests that there's like a a very true self at the bottom of it all, where it all comes from. And that's just not how I think about identity. Neither do mm-hmm. I, Fran. Mm-hmm. And I think too that like it's in less of a, a nesting doll situation and more of just like multi fat. Like it's an orb, and you see I, that thing from different sides. Well, actually, you are catching the second half of my metaphor. Is that like <laughs> I I think that it's like mm-hmm. when you mush a bunch of different colors of play doh together and like you are like turn it inside out and it's like oh i'm yellow today and then you turn it inside out again and it's like oh i'm like got a little blue and i got a little green and here's a little bit of myself from this part of what i do and here's a little bit of myself from this other thing that i do and i think that people any interaction that you have with me i do think that you'll get many different selves or at least more Mm -hmm. than one and like some of those versions of me are on the internet and some of those versions are me of are just me being extremely real with you Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's 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 identity is a really complicated thing and i think to reduce it to like a real self or a natural self which i don't think i don't know if anybody's doing that here but like when people talk about it i'm just like yeah i don't understand that i understand you but i do feel uh, again, this is Tommy. I do feel that there is a version of me that is inextricable, like that that is like unadulteratable. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like that. Okay, so mm-hmm. and I, I, the, the reason I have this this hunch is that I can remember a young version of me that was not self conscious of how I was coming off to other people. But as soon as <sighs> I understood that I was a fucking faggot and that like that had to be something that was monitored, then I I found a schism in my identity. Yeah. Then I was just like, I have to pay attention to how I act in the world. I have to pay attention to the sound of my voice. I have to pay attention to like mm. how I walk because mm-hmm. all of those things mm. could be tells. And so it, I feel like it would it might be disingenuous of us in this like queer podcast and we're talking about persona to not yeah. talk about the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, because absolutely. maybe a persona is like a central component of young queerness, right? Mm-hmm. Like or, or, or queerness in general. Yeah. Because yeah. like what do you what what you had to do or what you attempted to do to just like not get assaulted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I Dennis. just, well, I just remember, it's so funny that you put that in that way, Tommy, because I remember right around the time, like, I put so much effort into trying to convince myself and people around me that I was straight because it absolutely felt like it does for many people, like it would rip my family apart. Like it was just this, this, a thing that I had to like pray away and like work really hard to to fix. And once I felt liberated of that and I was like, well, I'm just saying I'm gay, I was like, I can go back to being that super faggoty little boy who would wa- who would swish his hips and walk his walk with his hands on his hips and like Dennis have that time. little um <laughs> little lisp. And I I was just like, I get to be that person because what is the point in not being that person and having to worry about mm-hmm. it? if I'm telling people I'm gay anyway. Yeah. Like, I remember very actively thinking of it, and I probably didn't really have the language for it in the same way that I do now, but that's how I thought about it when I came out. I was just like, well, fuck. Like, I'm gonna just be who I'm gonna be, mm-hmm. and it's, who cares? It's because sounds, I'm telling you I'm gay anyway. It sounds like you feel like you do have an essential self, Dennis. That you I, do, I do feel like I have an essential self. I'm feeling really happy, yeah. though, that all four of us have very different ways of forming identity yeah. and being in touch with yourself. And that's truly what what it means to have an identity is that you mm. there's no there's no there's no constraints or means of like someone else's standards that are controlling what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah. I was a, that was beautiful. Yeah. I got a little, I got a little goosies. <laughs> goosies bumps. That was bumpsies. so good. Hey. Hey, you. <laughs> hey. 
sexy. Hey, how's it going? If you have Twitter, guess what? So do we. And after each week, we take the thought process to our Twitter page. So go to at food, the number four, and thought spelled T-H-O-T pod on Twitter, and you will find a little launch question about today's discussion. So if you didn't get enough, you're like, and we know you did it. We know you didn't, you filthy pig. <laughs> um, just join us on Twitter deeper. and get into the conversation by adding us with the question pinned at the top of our Twitter page. Go deeper. See you on Please. the internet. Mm. You know, <laughs> I'm full, but I feel like I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how I feel. Back always arch. Honestly, so... this week, Joe does too. <laughs> <laughs> so for our dessert this week, Fran's got a little something for us. So today, I'm here to tell you guys and spread gospel about the life-changing magic of Finstas. It's like Mary Kondo, but it, it's like Finstas. You know, like organizing <laughs> your life, but actually like privatizing it and only letting like 10 people see it at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what a Finsta is, a Finsta is a quote, fake Instagram. So it is an Instagram wherein you post all your nasty, stupid, dumb shit that you don't want the public eye to see, or you don't want your boss to see, or you don't want like people that you love and respect to see. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you release it onto a private Twitter, uh, Instagram account um, to a very select group of people that like, you know, got your back, that like totally love you and relate to you. Um and yeah, I won't talk about my Finsta anymore because I don't want you to go and find me. At her, at her, don't you dare. It um, is the funniest. I'm actually I'm actually obsessed with your it, Finsta. It, there are a lot of friend. really, really fucking funny exchanges. Tommy, do you have a Finsta? I, you know, I'm not popular enough to have a Finsta. So I think that's a part of like what a Finsta I, is, right? It's just like you have to have like enough popularity that there are some right. things that you... If you have 80 no. followers, you can't have a Finsta. <laughs> yeah, you have a Finsta, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but okay here's the thing about finstas is it's actually not even for like people who are quote instagram famous or people who like really need to preserve their public profiles or senators or like whatever the fuck like it can be for someone and i know people who have you know 200 followers or 300 followers in their re- in their actual life and then in a very very private version of themselves oh same yeah like people re- who do memes and shit yeah. like that yeah it's kind of like an online group chat almost it's kind uh, of how our group chat functions when we like go in to talk shit on this group chat where wow, no one else wow, will wow, hear wow. the horrible shit that i say which we never do which we never <laughs> do we're <laughs> angels right but a, a finsta is a is a matter of just being a more <laughs> authentic right. version was, of yourself that was giving me my question to tie it to yeah to the main discussion the main discussion what would happen if you let your fence to self merge out. with your well first of all i say so many hor- i i are a lot of dirty laundry on that i know i love it and the dirty, i love it but more often than not the dirty laundry is someone else's dirty laundry right oh. and so, so i'm just like where is the like yeah i i talk that i don't is my, know what i don't know what the problem it is. is for all intents and purposes my shade room it is mm, yeah. it is the thing where i go to like talk shit about people that i don't like or talk shit about a people person you do like. a, oh yeah <laughs> too. who are or, idiots though like you know yeah, you shouldn't like truly them. but and so I, it's mostly and about me i i used to talk a lot of shit in in a public sphere and like that was really poisonous to, to me and who I am. However, I still love to talk shit. Yeah, you do. Uh, so, re- t- releasing that shit to a, 
a very select 26 people that follow this Finsta. Oh, um, well, now I feel fancy. Yeah, a very select 26 people that follow this Finsta is still a nice way to get a little rise out of my day, to get a little thrill, mm-hmm. to talk about the innermost, deepest thoughts that I have about people that I don't like because I don't want to spread negativity and I have a a question about it as well doesn't it sort of invert the point of Instagram whereas the normal point of Instagram is to get a lot of followers and a lot of likes Mm -hmm. and the point with the Finsta is to like avoid you keep it exclusive I don't care if it gets any likes like you don't you don't have to that's the beauty of the Finsta it's like it's not about the likes you literally just it's like a little it's a little like like little like call out into like the very select group of your friends to let them know that you were yeah. you were so fucked up about this thing because you know the thing is to be honest like if you did put a lot of that content out on your regular it Instagram, would create a lot of problems it would, for me well it would create a lot of problems for you but it would also get a lot of likes because let's be honest yeah, who doesn't likes. like some tea shit like, gets likes like mm-hmm. shit gets likes and so I I love that I kind of aspire to have an offense but I'll be honest and then I legitimately do not understand how do you, even like, you don't even do you know, know how to use your Instagram like, do you have an Instagram barely, <laughs> barely I use I, I put up a picture on my Instagram approximately once a month Dennis mm-hmm. has four posts on like, Instagram it's, ever it's, I literally like I don't know like what do I have to like download the app a second time like I, I don't know how to do it I don't know how to do it <laughs> I love you and so, so much I, it's so I can't true even, I don't even have time Fran can't even do it and so for me I can't can't have a finsta but my attitude <laughs> is if i'm talking if i'm talking shit but is it shit if i'm telling the truth and if i'm telling the truth i'm gonna right. just put you on blast on my facebook dennis, and what are you gonna have a problem dennis with posts, if i'm telling the truth dennis posts about his boss and boys that he's dating as he's dating them on facebook dennis's <laughs> facebook is his finsta. is your finsta it's my, yeah it's my finsta unless i'm lying i like if they're gonna come to me and say you put that i'm like well i i didn't make it up and you didn't tell me not to put it yeah. Anywhere, so, like, so I don't really Where, know the what problem? the problem is. It's like, also a fence is also a great place to yeah. be a filthy slut. Like oh, it's, oh, it's a nice little. It's a. It is a place to post if you have a, a very unprofessional um, life, <laughs> which I don't. Um, you. It's a great place to be a slut because yeah, the world you don't is want hard your to, slut. to follow you yeah. Yeah. or whatever. I do again. Tom, this is Tommy. I, I actually do have a finsta, but the only reason that I have it is because I delete social media so often that sometimes I want a place to be able to post things when I when I'm not on. And he still won't let us yeah. follow it. So, <laughs> so that true. just goes to show who your real friends are. Yeah, is what yeah. I'm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that was a delicious dessert. That was fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our partnership with Into, an online magazine for queer news and culture. Head to intomore.com each week for a slutty little missive from your favorite podcast host. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios, and our producer is Alexandra Don't Be Fooled by the Rocks that she got, De Palma. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I'm Tommy Teeves Pico. You can find me at Hey Teeves on all relevant social media. And you can find the audiobook version of my first collection of poetry, IRL, online as well. I'm Fran. You can find me on Fran Squish Co. on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Venmo. And, and what's your finsta, Fran? What's your finsta? <laughs> you will not know my finsta. <laughs> so sorry. I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me on www.josephosmondson.com. And I'm Dennis Norris II, and you can find me on my website at www.dennisnorrisii.com or Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N. And I have a chapbook out. Go buy it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Catch Food for Thought on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download golden audio goodness. Subscribe, rate, and review us five stars on iTunes to help ensure that our thoughtocracy stays in power. <laughs> yes. Find us on Twitter and Facebook as at Food for Thought Pod, on Instagram at Gay Sluts Who Read. Sign up for our newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food. The number four in thoughts spelled how T H O T. See you next Ma, week. Bye, bye. <laughs> you got some vocal warm ups, warm ups for us. Unique New York, unique New York, unique New York, unique New York. No, I want to do Celine Dion's where she's like. <gasps> Have you seen that one? No. She just says bro. <laughs> bro. And it's it's such a good meme too. <laughs>